Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. Fun. This is Carol Montgomery, and I'm here with Dr. Duncan McCollum, chiropractor, health expert, award-winning author, and I'm sure there's another one, but I can't recall it at the moment. <laughs> That's okay. I'll go with that. <laughs> um, and today, chiropractor. You forgot chiropractor. Oh, I think I started with that. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so today, we decided that we're going to do a show that's a recap of all the other ones we've done. Because what we've done so far, I think this is our sixth show now, yeah. And we have covered all sorts of topics from Lyme, autoimmune, weight loss resistance. Uh, we've talked about thyroid conditions, just been all diabetes, a number of conditions that people are dealing with today. But our solution for all of them is the same. And so what we want to do today is we're going to start with the solution and then work to delve into how all these conditions are linked to that solution. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a great way to go. So we're going to start by talking about cellular inflammation. It's something that most of us are seeing quite a bit of right now, whether it's in print in magazines like Time or it's... Um, on, in television commercials having to do with drugs, but uh, there's a, a lot of talk right now and research going on in the area of cellular inflammation. So we're going to start with that topic. So then where does cellular inflammation come from? Yeah, that's a really good question. And basically your cells are the real life part of our body or our cells are the life part of our body. And as long as there's in a nice healthy environment, they're going to operate well. Hormones are going to be optimized, which means our body's going to function really well and we're going to live long, healthy lives. We were just talking today about a few of the people that we've heard of in the news. People don't die of old age anymore. They die of disease and or, you know, other yeah, tragedies. Very sad, yep. But cellular inflammation is, uh, the best way I can describe it is if anybody's ever had allergies, you know, you're out working in the garden and the, the oak trees are blooming or the grass is there and you start to get itchy eyes and it gets all watered and, 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 and irritated. So then all of a sudden you can't see very well. Your sinuses plug up and the whole, that whole sinusitis um, syndrome starts into play. Well, on a very um, small level, each cell can have that same type of thing happen where you get some kind of irritant to the cell wall, be it uh, some kind of chemical that we have in, our, in the foods we eat, the water we drink, the air we breathe, gets through our defense systems and into our bloodstream. And then as nutrients are trying to feed the cells, these toxins or these irritants basically irritate the cell wall, the cell membrane, and um, they swell up. And that right. inflammation stops the um, vitamins, minerals, hormones, neurotransmitters, 
uh, to it stops them from getting into the cells adequately, and this that you start to have problems. Just like a car that has a clogged oil filter or a fuel filter, you're not getting fuel in there. Um, you can get every kind of symptom in the world, and every kind of diagnosis can come out of that. And we have millions of cells, yeah, right? And more than millions. I I don't know. They keep coming up with a new yeah, number. Yeah, new number, and then millions of receptors exactly there's a, i think like i heard that there's four 40 million estrogen receptors on one cell wow. and and i think that's an interesting fact that most of us are not aware of that with all these receptors we have on each of these cells which is just mind-boggling i can't even visualize it but each one of these receptors is responsible for receiving a different thing right yeah there's going to be a thyroid hormone has the only uh, hormone that can walk through the thyroid hormone receptor is the thyroid hormone. Mm -hmm. You have estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, thyroid, um, insulin, all these different type of hormones that are going to be knocking on the doors of the cells. And it's like you have a, a somebody there to open the door for you and allow that particular hormone in that particular door. Nothing else is going to go in there. So really a, re a receptor, at least the way, the way I think about it, a receptor, it's almost like if we use sound as an analogy, right? That you hear the knock on the door, the receptor hears the knock on the door, <laughs> and then it opens the door to let whatever that hormone, that vitamin or mineral is, and lets it, lets it in. But when the cell gets swollen... And, and you talk about the door getting rusty. Uh -huh. um, I think about the sound. All of a sudden, the sound is uh, is uh, tainted or it's too loud or it's too soft, but the receptor is not getting the signal correctly, right? It's not hearing that sound correctly. Yeah, dissonant would be a good one. It's yeah. like the, you know, the inside of the cell looks through the door's peephole and decides that it can't let that thing in anymore. So now the cells start to break down. So really, if we get back to what's causing cellular inflammation, um, when you really trace it back to kind of the beginning of the, this whole phenomenon of cellular inflammation causing chronic disease, mm -hmm. we want to look at way upstream, where did it start? And, and it looks like all of the science these days is pointing to heavy metal toxicity. Yeah, yeah. And that comes down four generations through our mother. Yeah, and that's fascinating. I think uh, it's worth spending another minute or so on that um, because it was certainly something that I never knew. And I, you know, I, I had suffered from some type of mercury poisoning, but it, Talk about that a little more in terms of generations and the types of heavy metals and how they get in into the baby and yeah. So lead, which is you know one of the number one toxins, um, is stored on our bone. So we get lead from you know the paint from gas in the old days, the leaded gas. Uh, you know people used to make leaded windows. Uh, they used to line I think cans of food with lead for crying out loud. Let alone we know what happened in. Um, to the waterways in Rome back in the day when they had lead uh, uh, lining the, the waterways and that would get into the, the um, bodies of these unsuspecting people and it would kind of mess up their, uh, their civilization to yeah, say the least. Yeah. So now this lead is stored in our bones and when mom gets pregnant, she's got to deliver the best of everything she's got to that baby and that comes through the blood supply. So the blood is, the, um, the process is sucking 
calcium out of the bones and anything else that's in there, as well as nutrients, proteins, and, and vitamins and minerals out of every possible place that the mother would have them stored. Those get through the placenta to the baby. So we, we know that lead comes through there, mercury comes through there from the teeth and the, a lot of the food that we're getting these days, and uh, things like aluminum, all those other toxins come through there, let alone we know that there's 278 chemicals from our environment that get into mom that pass the blood brain or the placenta barrier and get into the baby. Many of them are neurotoxic. Um, that means they mess with the nerves in the brain. They're uh, cancer causing and all kinds of other things. Yeah, and what and specifically about lead, um, what what blew me away is is just yesterday there was a recall of two baby formulas because they tested too high in lead. Wow. And excuse me, what was even worse about it was both of these formulas were organic, hmm. non-GMO, and and so it's not just the bones, right? I mean, it's it's even in formulas that label-wise anyway, we think should be healthy, and yet now they're tested and their lead lead level is way too high. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't I hadn't heard about yeah, that. Yeah, it was just yesterday on the news and so uh I guess the message to anyone listening is if you don't think you have heavy metals, think again. Yeah. Because we know that we haven't had a single patient walk through our door that when tested for heavy metals didn't test positive almost straight across the board to one degree or another. But we see lead and mercury as really the, the ones that are highest. So here's your homework assignment, all. Go home. And if your mother is still around, ask your mother, hey, mom, how was life? What were you eating? What was growing around you? <laughs> yeah. Was there any lead paint near you? <clears throat> because you will find, yeah. as I did, that, um, that you, there is a good possibility. In fact, all of us have, have something in our bodies, heavy metals in our bodies that did come in utero. You know, and one of the things that's uh, really a concern is I have several patients that are teachers. Yeah. And a lot of the teachers come in and pretty much they're telling me that the anxiety level amongst these young kids these days is pretty much across the board. Mm -hmm. There are so many, and so many of my younger kids, I treat a lot of, of children in my office. Yeah. There are so many of them that are having anxiety problems. And lead and mercury, one of the, some of the two top, symptoms of lead poisoning or mercury poisoning is anxiety. So it may or may not be the cause, but it's a contributing factor, along with a lot of other stuff that's going on in the environment, as well as our depletion in vitamins and minerals because of the food that we're getting right. that's processed. And they're eating sugar, they're eating uh, gluten, uh, they're get it, getting something called glyphosate or Roundup in the gluten damaging the nerve, the nervous system and damaging our endocrine system or the hormone system. So, you know, we all come into this life with a bucket. Let's say the bucket is, let's just say a glass, an eight ounce glass of water, but, but that would be filled uh, to a certain degree with the toxins that you got from your mother. So we all come into this life with a certain amount of heavy metals, toxins, biochemicals, based on what your mother's 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 mother was exposed to. Now, maybe you have a 16-ounce glass, I have an 8-ounce glass. Somebody has a shot glass. So somebody with a shot glass is going to have a lot less um, resistance to the environmental toxins. As soon as that glass fills over, you are sick. 
And um, so somebody with a 16-ounce glass is probably never going to have a problem with, uh, the, with all of the problems in the environment. They'll live like your mother, 97 years old this month, and healthy as an ox, not on one medication. Other people are going to get one vaccine or uh, one flu shot or get uh, some kind of, of virus or a cold, and that's going to be enough to throw them over the edge into chronic disease. Yeah, I mean, and let, let's connect these dots with children, right? Because we see it every day in the office. But you have a child who's now, I don't know, 13 to 16 years old, uh, in utero, in, excuse me, in utero, exposed to uh, a certain number of toxins. What was the number that that test that they did on the the the, the cord was it the cord blood or the yeah it was seven two hundred and seventy eight toxins and it was an environment it was called the environmental health group this is back like ten year, ten or twelve years ago they did this test yeah and found over two hundred toxins yeah um, being delivered to the baby so here's this child now between thirteen and sixteen exposed in utero to um, probably lead other heavy metals now maybe the formula that it had as a young child before we were doing the kind of testing we're doing now, right, had maybe a high level of lead in it. We don't know. Then they start eating a lot of processed food. I mean, teenagers do. They're going to all sorts of places, you know, McDonald's, wherever, um, getting glyphosate in their systems because they're eating food that's been, that, that's been sprayed, the ingredients of which have been sprayed, which most stuff is today. Um, and then, oh my God, all the electronics they're using, mm -hmm. what are they exposed to there? Now that bucket is just getting higher and higher. And we wonder why anxiety is, is at an all-time high today with children. I mean, it used to be they would just say, oh, they're stressed because the, of the schoolwork and the test and their peer pressure. But the science now is showing that, well, yes, but... There's other factors that are actually physical environment factors, toxicity factors, and we get back to cellular information. And now all of a sudden we see so many children that have disease starting earlier than ever before. These kids that are so overweight, they're ill, early diabetes. I mean, it goes on and on. And, and here we are talking about, as you said, something that could be adding to the issues, but definitely is going on this cellular inflammation, right? Yeah, and you know, speaking of diabetes and childhood diabetes, <laughs> as we pretty much everybody probably knows, it used to be called um, adult onset diabetes, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um, now it's just called, you know, type two diabetes because children are getting it where they would, we'd never see it. So many of the children are overweight and with that, uh, with that problem comes uh, the resistance of the cell. So kind of bringing this all back to cellular inflammation, the problem with the sliding glass do doors not open is really illustrated well when we just talk about diabetes. We know that insulin opens a sliding glass door to let sugar into the cell to make energy. Okay, So one insulin should be able to open the door for one glucose, figuratively speaking. But as the cell walls get swollen and they get more and more swollen and the oils that are making up those healthy cell walls are replaced with trans fatty acids and with unhealthy crispy oils, if you will, the sliding glass door doesn't open very well. So you need a lot more insulin to open up that cell. 
to let their sugar in. Pretty soon, your pancreas can't keep up with the amount of insulin you need, and now you have something called diabetes, so you have to go get an additional supply of insulin, which is provided to you from your pharmacy. Now, you're not really solving a problem. You're just using a um, bulldozer to try to push the door open to get some sugar in there so you can have energy. Now, here's another problem. If you can't get the sugar into the cell that goes to this little a motor called a mitochondria to make energy and every internal combustion engine which your cell is is like your car it's got exhaust that exhaust has to get out of your car it has to get out of that cell and if it can't get out it's going to pollute the inside of the cell and start to kill the mitochondria which is our our the basically life force and <clears throat> then we're going to become sick so you know, I, I always use this, uh, this explanation, but if you're driving down the road with a hose in the exhaust pipe and coming in your car window with it rolled up and you're just breathing that exhaust, that's what's happening to your cells when they get um, sugar in the cell to make energy, but they can't get the exhaust out. Eventually, you're going to get tired. Your immune system is going to go down. Your resistance is going to go down. You're going to pull in a disease. And what's inside the cell but your genes? And you've got genes for just about everything. And you want the good ones switched on, not the bad ones. Right. The cancer genes, the Alzheimer genes, the um, multiple sclerosis, all of these types of genes get turned on under moments of stress inside the cell. So we want to clean up the, the cells, get the inflammation out of the cells so your body can do what it knows what to do. It knows how to stay healthy. We just got to get rid of the interference. Yeah, I mean, that's it, so true that it's just, I mean, we're in, in a day and age right now where the science, even if you're not a scientific person, which I, I, I would be the first one to say I'm not, it's very exciting. All yeah. of the information that, that we see coming out now is so exciting because we're beginning to get closer and closer to fully understanding the cycle of disease. And we should be dying of old age and not disease. And now we're really beginning to see that it, it that the connection going backwards is disease, cellular inflammation, toxicity. Yeah. And that toxicity can be internal, external, meaning food, environment. And no matter how clean we think our environment may or may not be right now, we're still breathing the air, drinking the water, <laughs> exposing ourselves to plastics and whatever else is, you know, toothpaste, cosmetics. I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on that on a daily basis, we, most of us don't even think about. And it's all, it's all really about the size of your, the bucket you come into this life with. Right, right. So what if we could bail out that bucket a bit? What if we could get rid of some of that stuff that you might have come into this life with and make sure that the accumulation of more toxins that you've had um, we can get the, we can lower that dose so the likelihood of you getting sick is less. Looks like we're ready to take a break. This is Stepping In Radio. I'm Dr. Duncan McCollum, chiropractor, and I have Carol Montgomery here, my co-host. And uh, we just want to let you know that if you find this show interesting, then you should consider attending a workshop we're doing at McCollum Family Chiropractic Wednesday night from 6 to 7. We'll be going over a lot of this information, cellular health, how that relates to uh, chronic disease, how it relates to autoimmune disease, as well as weight loss resistance. So across the board, 
uh, pretty much, you know, we used to have 1,452 named diseases, but now they've decided to make it easier and they changed the coding. So we have over 10,000 diseases. One cause, a body that can't work right. Let's clean up the body. Come to our office, McCollum Family Chiropractic. Call 459-9990. That's this Wednesday from 6 to 7 o'clock. None of this information has been evaluated by the FDA, nor has it been endorsed by Big Pharma, the AMA, or the CDC. Be aware that eliminating toxins and eating healthy organic foods and eliminating genetically modified or processed foods from your diet may be good for your health. Implementation of any of this information may result in improving your health, restoring proper digestive function, increasing your energy, strengthening your immune response, and improving your sleep. You're listening to McCollum Wellness Radio. Hi, it's Carol Montgomery, and we're back, and we've been talking with uh, the host, Dr. Duncan McCollum, chiropractor, about cellular inflammation, and it's linked to disease and to our world is a world today of, of exposure to toxins uh, that create cellular inflammation, that create disease. Can we talk a little bit about um, what you call detox pathways? Because mm-hmm. it, there's so many cells in our body. We've been talking about the about cellular inflammation, how cells get inflamed. But I know that people could be driving or walking around, and it's hard sometimes to get visuals. But I think when you talk about the the organs' role in all of this, that we can get a better visual of what's what's happening inside. You know, as you were mentioning that, I just thought of this visual. Um, you know, basically every one of our houses has one, two, three toilets or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, oh, that is a good analogy. <laughs> yeah, those toilets go down to a neighborhood, which go down to a block, which go down to a, you know, a sector, which ends up going to a city that ends up going to a sewer treatment plant. Right. Those are the detox pathways in our body. Every cell has that type of detox pathway. So if those get plugged or blocked up, let's say uh, one got stuck right at the house. Well, you might have some disease or some problem or dysfunction right at that cell or that organ. Like people might have liver problems or they might end up getting some kind of um, lung problem. Let's say uh, bronchitis or uh, even pneumonia. That's that body's part's ability to cleanse itself and allow the immune system to work correctly has been dampened or damaged because of the toxins. So now you get a whole city block plug, sewer plugged up. Man, you're reaping havoc on a whole neighborhood. It's not going to be very pleasant. Well, when you're, the organs that detox your body, there's really four. There's the liver and that cleanses the blood and that goes through our colon. And uh, there's the kidney that cleanses our blood and that goes through our urine, obviously. Our lungs detoxify gases out of our blood. And then our skin detoxifies all kinds of oils and um, other kinds of substances that are are transmitted to the skin to be flushed out of the body. Lots of salts and and various things like that. And and what fascinates me about the human cells is that every human cell has in it a energy generator and that could either be, depending on what we're giving it for fuel, could be um, clean energy <laughs> or yeah. dirty energy. Yeah, exactly. It has its own cleaning system, right? So yeah. there's a cleaner in there. Yeah. There's a garbage disposer. Exactly. You know, there's a there's a garbage truck in there that's collecting the garbage and the debris and pushing it out, right? And then there's um, a bunch of other things in there too. But they're they're each their own little self-contained intelligent, 
like a mini company or something and and there's little departments in these cells that all are specialized and when they're working optimally we feel good and our bodies are healthy and our aging is natural yeah that's so true you know i was thinking about this the other day every cell um has a, a huge amount of parts to it yeah as you're saying and if anybody's familiar with a guy named bruce lipton i recommend you look him up he talks about the intelligence of the cell wall that the cell wall is probably the most intelligent thing in our body wow. and as long as it's not disrupted and pollutant or poisoned it's going to keep us healthy because that cell is life now just like an organization, we have big organizations, like I, I guess one's now worth a trillion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that's an organization that's working pretty well for the most part. Right. There's, I don't know how many million employees, if they have that many, but that communication system is working well. Now look at a company that's just a terrible place to work. It's falling apart. We call it the living dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the living dead. You know, there's a breakdown in those systems. So when your body's healthy, all of the cells are healthy. The nervous system is healthy. The um, opti You're op able to optimize hormones because your cell walls are healthy. And those detox pathways are working to keep the body clean. It's like a beautiful running machine. And so if we look at this trillion dollar company um, and everything flows from the top, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is a reflection of the, the person uh, um, at the top. I mean, our, our cells and our body operate the same way, right? There, there is actually something um, giving orders from above to these cells and, and that's the hypothalamus, right? I mean, yeah. you, you talk about that. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, talk a little bit <clears throat> more about that because I think that's fascinating. Yeah, so we're talking about the endocrine system versus the nervous system. Okay. So the nervous system is like a hard wire going right down through the middle of the spine and it goes out to every cell and organ in the body. What's really amazing, Carol, is there's only 31 spinal nerves on each side of your body. Wow. So coming from your brain, out of your spine, 31 nerves divide up and go to every cell and organ in the body. So that's an amazing system. Yeah. And that's really important that that's functioning correctly. Now, the other system that we're really talking about here is called the endocrine system. And that is uh, the hormones that are uh, emitted into the bloodstream based on the uh, manager up in the brain. So you've got two uh, glands up there. You got the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland. So the hypothalamus is the master gland. Right. Like the CEO? Yeah, like of? the CEO. Okay. And or if you don't understand companies, it's like the manager of the sports team. <laughs> the boss. <laughs> <laughs> the boss of the sports team, right? right? So the owners of the team, which is probably us, the individually you, are going to tell the manager, which is the hypothalamus, let's win this game. Mm -hmm. The manager, which is hypothalamus, tells this little gland below it, the coach, okay, you get every player doing what they're supposed to do, so we're going to win. So if you got a, a, a baseball team's got nine players on the field. So now this coach has to direct all nine players. And in the body, that's going to be your ovaries, your uh, testes, your uh, thyroid gland, uh, your... In your um, adrenal glands, all of these endocrine glands have to work right. Your pancreas, which is mm -hmm. part of the endocrine system. So as long as all of the players are not dropping the ball or making errors, then everything's smooth. Now, 
based on the information your body gives the brain and the hypothalamus, the hypothalamus tells the pituitary gland to uh, coach the players into putting out the right hormones so we can sustain an amazing life. When that breaks down, and we know that since the cells need to communicate, when you have cellular inflammation, the, the hormones can't get into the cells and you get a breakdown of health. So either the coach is giving wrong orders or the cells are not hearing the orders or not um, understanding the orders, right? As Billy Crystal so um, perfectly explained in the movie, uh, the, uh, I forget it, but <laughs> I'm not listening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or okay. Princess Bride or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. So that's... So so then, if, again, if going back to the organs, right, we were talking about the detox pathways, it's the same thing there, right? I mean, if the cells within those organs um, are inflamed, yeah. they can't detox properly. Yeah. So, all right, so you've got your liver. Right. And it's like an oil filter. It's supposed to filter the particles out of your blood and... Um, allow all those bad particles to go into your digestive system, your intestines or your colon, and go out of your body. But eventually, if, that, if the nerves go into that um, organ are, are pinched in your back or anywhere or compromised, or if the, the conglomerate of cells are damaged and polluted, then the liver is going to stop functioning well. The blood's going to be continue to run through our body dirty, and then we're going to get sick. Your your liver is uh, controls the cholesterol in your body. It controls all these various um, substances in your body. When it can't work right, then you get uh, too many particles in your blood, and then you have to have you know, if you go to a medical doctor, they're going to give you some kind of intervention. Going to a natural doctor, they're going to give you a different type of intervention. But if you really want to solve the problem, you got to go down or go upstream to the source and clean up what's ever causing it to not work right in the first place. I hope that makes sense. I think so. I think the liver is um, far more important than we give it credit for. We normally think about the liver in terms of liver disease or when we think about it when the disease, disease has already occurred, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I don't wake up every day going, oh, I've got to take care of my liver today. But really, we should. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one of the most obvious uh, problems or showing of a bad liver is gallbladder um, yeah, removal. Yeah. Like my With, mom. My, my mom had her gallbladder removed just recently. Well, at least it lasted for 95 years. So yeah, that's exactly. Than, I know. Most you know, people, although uh, they it, said it was pretty squishy. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I heard, I just recently heard about some young children having their gallbladder removed. Oh, yeah. Now, you either have a genetic defect or, uh, you know, who knows exactly the case, but to me, it sounds really odd that body parts should start breaking down that young. That young, yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's so important just to look at how the body's functioning. It could be any time you have a bad communication. Actually, I, I have a question for the people out in the audience there. Have any of you out there, by a show of hands, but keep your hands on the steering wheel, <laughs> have any of you ever been involved in a family or part of a family? Okay, I see three people raising their hands. <laughs> now, my point is, any, in, in communication in a family unit, sometimes that breaks down. It gets pretty ugly and can get very heated when communication is not going well. So now, in your body, when communication isn't going well between the cells, things break down and you have a lot of trouble. 
So the main thing we want to do is get the disruptors out of our body. Those disruptors are primarily heavy metal, chemicals, molds. And now I'm just going to throw glyphosate almost in its own Ugh, category gosh, just, yeah. because it's so terrible what it's doing to our digestive system and our brain. Yeah. It's not only breaking apart the, what's supposed to be tight junctions in our digestive system and letting big particles through our gut into our body, uh, bacteria that should never get in there, um, larger um, food parts that aren't even broken down correctly get into uh, our, our bloodstream and cause inflammation. It causes swelling. It's, it should never be there, but it's getting in through these leaky guts. Um, and you know, you've got all these diseases. Anybody out there, you got a disease, more than likely you got leaky gut. I highly recommend you come to our workshop this Wednesday and find out about it because we really want to empower you to learn how to be healthy. Right. And I think, you know, glyphosate, I know it's a controversial topic, um, we're in an environment where we are here in Santa Cruz, the Capitol Aptos area. We're right next door to Watsonville. I mean, I was down there just a, uh, uh, a few weeks ago driving through, and they were spraying at the time that I was there. And, and then it occurred to me, well, wait a second. This is, we have regular fields and we have organic fields, and we have Roundup, which is glyphosate, being sprayed um, on these other fields. I mean, it's sprayed on weeds along the road here too. Valencia, we know sprayed on Valencia. Um, and it's there's a little bit of a breeze. So isn't this spray going over to the organic fields too? Yeah, and we know that they you find glyphosate in our drinking water, rainwater and everywhere. You know, one thing I, I want to mention out to any of the Santa Cruz people is I was so happy this year to drive up Valencia and see one of those mowing machines that would mow the side of the road rather than it getting sprayed with glyphosate. So, you know, I would really encourage anybody to please talk to any of the powers and say, you know, why not get a weed whacker out? Yeah. Pay somebody to weed whack rather than pay a company company to poison us. Yeah, we, we want to hire tractor drivers, not sprayers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> So I think the um, the next thing that it would be really good for us to talk about a little more is uh, this idea of detoxing um, up upstream versus downstream, yeah. and and those terms are kind of weird. So maybe you can uh, just right now before our next break talk about what does it mean upstream? What does it mean downstream? Yeah, that's great. So there's really three different things. So the first one is to get the, to open up the floodgates. That's to clean the liver and get the, those organs functioning well, get their battery terminals cleaned off so that they're communicating to the brain and they know what to do. That's the first step. The second one is we got to clean out the organs. We got to clean out the cells in the body. We're not talking about the brain right now, but we want to get all of the organs and cells, pull the heavy metals, toxins, chemicals, deadening agents out of there so that they can start to function again. And then the third phase is once that's in pretty good shape, 
we want to get the heavy metals out of our brain, heavy metals, chemicals, and molds. And there's a technology by Dr. Daniel Pompa that allows us to do this. This uh, also, I'm going to just mention the man, Dr. Yushinori Osumi, who won the 2016 Nobel Prize, had, talks about this word called autophagy, autophagy, self-eating. This is the key to along with cellular detoxification, diet variation, getting off, and we're going to come back to the two types of fuel after the break. All that you're going to do will be right here to see. Hi, it's Carol Montgomery, and I work with Dr. Duncan McCollum, chiropractor at McCollum Family Chiropractic in Capitola. And we've been talking about cellular inflammation, um, and there's a lot of knowledge that we're trying to empower people with here on this radio show, but there's even more information that you can get by coming to see us this Wednesday night from 6 to 7 at McCollum Family Chiropractic on Clare Street in Capitola. And our purpose for doing this show is to give you knowledge. Knowledge is power, but we only have so much time here on the show to do it. So come to see us. Come to our talk on Wednesday night from 6 to 7. You'll be able to ask more questions. You'll get more information about cellular inflammation, how that causes disease. And we will give you an opportunity to actually test your own toxicity. But more importantly, knowledge is power. Knowledge will, is Wednesday night, 6 to 7. Awesome. Knowledge will set you free. <laughs> You're going to find the world is like a bounce on mama's knee. Uh, I just want to take a moment, and if you're uh, wondering who that music was, that's the music of uh, the great Smith Dobson, who left uh, this planet way too early, singing about his wonderful daughter, Sasha he sings that life is like a bounce on daddy's knee. And, uh, you know, it should be that way. But we're loaded up with a country that's gone wild, a world that's gone wild. And um, what we really want to help people focus on is helping themselves be healthy and happy. Because we can make a difference, but we can't make a difference if we're sick. So I appreciate the Dobson family for allowing me to play their music and uh, really appreciate uh, having known Smith in all these years. So. So we were uh, talking just a little bit about downstream versus upstream, um, and this is related to uh, how one can actually take their toxic bucket and lower the toxicity a bit. The purpose of lowering the toxicity bucket, obviously, is to give the cells um, a better chance of being able to heal and repair themselves, allowing them to take over. So if you get the toxicity down to a certain degree, which is different for everybody, then the cells will start to take over and the body will start to detox uh, better and properly. So the way I relate that to downstream and upstream is downstream is kind of what we all think of when we think of detox. We're thinking of, oh, I'm going to do a cleanse this, a coffee enema or whatever. And we're just cleaning up that downstream area. And, and as, but really it's about the whole body and we have to start with the lower part and move up. So starting with making the microbiome healthier, then you were talking about the kidneys and the liver, making them healthier. And when we say healthier, we mean lowering their toxicity level, 
within the cells themselves so the cells can take over and be in charge rather than the toxins taking charge right and then finally and most importantly is actually lowering the toxicity level within the cells of the brain yeah and we were talking about the gut um, barrier the uh, and and leaky gut well right. the same chemicals uh, damage a barrier in your brain called the blood-brain barrier. By the way, I don't think it's even developed in kids till they're seven years old. So your wow. children have no blood-brain barrier developed till seven. So all of the I stuff they're that. exposed to, the heavy metals that they get from us, the things from any kind of immunizations, from flu shots, uh, bacteria, viruses, molds, all get into the brain at that point. So that can cause a huge damage to children. Imagine these little kids with a, with a smaller bucket being exposed to more toxins at a younger age. Their chances of, de of developing some of these um, learning disabilities is a lot greater than somebody who comes into this life. Just happens to, luck of the draw, has a bigger bucket to fill. Right. So right before the break, you were getting into um, kind of the multi-therapeutic approach that, that we're taking um, as a result of all of the scientific research and the, the uh, protocols that Dr. Daniel Pompa has developed for cellular detox, but it's a multi-therapeutic approach. So there's the cellular detox process itself, mm -hmm. but, uh, but along with that is gaining an understanding of how the body actually uh, builds and repairs and, and uh, uh, creates stronger cells that will replicate stronger cells. Yeah. And the immune system, which goes back to autophagy, which you were... Uh, starting to talk about, but autophagy is very, very important, and it is one of the multi-therapeutic steps that we we teach people. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so, one thing I thought about when you're talking about um, twelve-day cleanses or this or that, it just reminded me of a time in high school when my parents left town, and I had a bunch of friends over. We had a white carpet. And a whole bottle of red wine spilled oh on the white carpet. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'd heard about salt and all this. So we were able to get that stain to go away temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, about a month after my parents got back, guess what? That stain came up and there was hell to pay. So my it's point like is... urine stains <laughs> on carpets. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, so when you do a cleanse, it's not that it's a bad thing. If, just right. if it's not thorough, mm -hmm. it's a flash in the pan to what you really need to get true health. And that's what we're talking about. Right. And you're only actually cleansing one part of the body. Yeah. You know, so to really do this correctly, the whole body has to be addressed. Because if you have... Uh, amalgam fillings, for example, mm. or you've gotten mercury from other places sitting in your mouth, which is part of the, the cranial area, mm -hmm. then doing a cleanse below is not going to pull out or help to pull out that, that mercury that's in, it's in the brain cells. Right. right. And, you know, we all know Dr. Dave Biles has a show on 12 o'clock every yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Great guy and really knows a lot about what's going on in the mouth. So pay attention to him. Um, Okay, so... So let's talk more about autophagy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> auto meaning self, phagy meaning uh, eating. Eat. Yeah. So it's self-eating, but it's self-eating having to do with cells eating each other. So I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> yeah. So one <laughs> of the... Cannibalistic cells. <laughs> exactly. Well, one of the biggest problems with autoimmune disease and disease in general are old cells carrying bad messages. 
old white blood cells have memory. And these memories, actually, you would think they would do us good, but they actually can't let go of that bad, bad moment. Oh, yeah, geez. Sounds like some <clears throat> other people I know. Yeah, sounds like a family member. <laughs> member. Right? Um, we all have it. Not us. No, yeah, of yeah, course Just not. somebody no, we're, else. We're so, only good thoughts. <laughs> So what happens is these, when you start to starve down the body correctly, and that may not be the right word, but through a multi-therapeutic approach, we're going to have your body have the ability to wipe out the damaged cells. Um, autophagy, according to Dr. Yushinori Asumi, who again won the Nobel Prize, so this guy's pretty cool. He says that the body's going to wipe out the weak cells and the damaged cells first. So when you put the, mo the body under certain times of stress, which could be through diet variation, uh, exercise variety, um, intermittent fasting, intermittent mm -hmm. fasting, mm -hmm. and there's various things that you want to do, but you got to do it under a healthy guidelines. Yeah. Your body's going to start to break down the old bad cells, and then we start to get what's called stem cell production, and there's, those stem cells go around and rebuild the body. This is not fantasy. This is actually right at the top of the scientific uh, MIT Mayo Clinic. Uh, Goals, right? I mean, this is what they're talking right. about. Right, I mean, he won this um, in 2016. Yeah. So we're talking about two years ago. I mean, prior to two years ago, um, stem cells and using stem cells to heal was uh, adult stem cell therapy. But now, because of his work, we know that we actually have the power... All of us have the power to generate our own stem cells, so we don't necessarily have to get infusion and these other things happening. Uh, maybe we do, maybe we don't, depending on the severity of the condition. But we have the power to train our body uh, to, to create its own self-eating. So it's basically eating bad cells and regenerating good, healthy cells, and these stem cells are our immune system, right? Yeah. Um, well, the stem cells are basically the, what happens when you put an egg and sperm together. They can differentiate it right. anything they, they take want. take on the, the identity that they need to take on. Yeah, yeah. and Carol used to work for a stem cell co yeah. company, Heart yeah. Stem Cell, and one of the stories I love is what you, you were telling me that um, our friend... Uh, who owned the company or who wherever the story came down they were injecting stem cells into the heart into the heart through the artery like they ephemeral yeah. artery right mm -hmm. and they would they couldn't find the stem cells yeah and what they were kind of confused until they realized the stem cells were going to, they were triaging the body. They were going to the most damaged part first and oh, they would right. fix yeah. that before they would fix the heart valve. Yeah, so that they didn't know this at the time, but they uh, know it now, um, that adult stem cells have their own intelligence and they will decide when they go into a body, they will decide what they need to fix. So that means that you may have an acute condition like, um, I don't know, uh, uh, or a chronic condition like um, arthritis, but you may have an acute condition. I think the example was not the heart, it was actually had to do with a broken rib. Um, say an acute condition like a broken rib, but you get stem cell treatments for the arthritis, but the stem cells are so intelligent that in this example, they fix the broken rib. I mean, literally went in and fixed this broken rib in a matter of days. Yeah. Meanwhile, the arthritis was still there. And, and this was years ago, 
um, when doctors were learning more and more about how these stem cells operate. So what they do today is actually they have all the doctors have all these little tricks that they play with the stem cells to keep them really focused <laughs> on the yeah. area. So when you go like or having stem cells in your joints or something like that, they have a, a certain um, way that they they keep the stem cells stuck on that area so they can't go off and, well, I want to go fix that. No, you're going to fix this knee right now. It sounds like hurting cats. <laughs> it is hurting cats. You know, what it re kind of reminds me of is, you know, some of you may have related to this back, you know, if you had a car that had a, a leaky radiator, you yeah. didn't know where the leak was, but you'd pour something in the radiator and it would go plug the leak wherever it was. Mm -hmm. So the, the stem cells are kind of like that. You might not even know that you have a weak heart valve or a weak liver or a weak kidney or something going on with your spleen. But when you generate stem cell production the way that we've been studying with Dr. Pompa and Dr. Longo and Dr. Um, Young, from Jung, then, you know, we know that they're going to go in and fix it whether you know it's wrong or not. You don't yeah. want to wait for a symptom. You just want to get as healthy as you can now so you can enjoy your golden years or your younger years, whatever they are. I mean, we know that fasting is good for us now yeah. um, because of all the research that's come out about it um, and, and how powerful it is. It's been around for thousands of years. It's used by the animal kingdom, right? And But what to think that Therapeutic fasting, meaning done under guidance so that you do it correctly for you and what's best for you, actually has the power to help our body kill bad cells and rebuild its own immune system through the generation of stem cells. I mean, think about that. That's the power. And, it, and we have that power inside of our cells and we have control over getting our body to do that without synthetics or anything else that we could be taking. Yeah, so don't wait till you're really sick. Start exactly, now. Yeah, you know, start when now. you get pretty pretty bad <laughs> off, sometimes medical intervention is your only choice. But uh, I have a, a just had an experience with a, a friend that I re-met after about 15 years, and when I, he was a teenager when I first met him, and uh, I recently saw him, and we were talking, and he had said he was interested in fasting. He was interested in all this stuff. And he goes, well, I was able to handle a skin condition I had by doing some fasting. And he goes, you know what? The most amazing thing that I learned is that the body knows how to heal itself. And I just was kind of like, I, I, I pretended not to, I tried not to smile. It's like, yeah, he goes, I didn't realize the body had the ability to heal itself. And I, I realized we're not taught that. Yeah, We're taught yeah. that if you have a symptom, you got to go take something and you got to take this body to a place, a building that's going to do something for you. Mm -hmm. Your body knows how to do it most of the time as long as you catch it early. Right. So we're That's not saying key. that we can cure anything and everything. No. We're saying we're, your body knows how to. If you learn how to take, teach your body how to heal, it will do it. I mean, a simple thing like uh, therapeutic fasting, understanding how to really learn yourself and, and train your body to fast properly through something called intermittent fasting, which, which we know how to teach people to do very simply. Um, then to take intermittent fasting and have that be part of your lifestyle, which I do now, and it's actually so simple that you go, oh my God, I could have done this years ago. But that simple step can be an enormous step to helping your body heal and repair itself along with cleaning up the 
the detox pathways and giving the lowering that toxicity bucket so that the body can then say, oh, thank you. Now I have more stem cells being generated. Mm -hmm. I can do that. And now I have a lower toxicity level. Oh, we can we can start up this energy engine again, and it's going to really put push out that that good clean fuel and. And we're going to walk around feeling more energy. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that good, clean fuel. Yeah. So there are two types of fuel. You know, I mean, you can say there's diesel and, and gas, but um, in your body, there's two types of fuel. There's sh sugar fuel and fat fuel. Mm -hmm. So glucose or sugar is all of the carbohydrates. Now that's, you know, simple potatoes to uh, vegetables. Peas. Um, any kind of breads and grains and peas and yeah. broccoli and all that turns to sugar. A lot of people don't realize that protein, meat, turns to sugar as well. Yeah. So ultimately, meat and uh, grain and vegetables all burn like sugar in your body. Now, the problem with, with that is it produces uh, insulin because you need insulin to get in the cell. All of this burns like a smoky or smoky wood fireplace with wet pine in it. For, yeah, you know, yeah. it produces so much toxins and so much inflammation. Now, the other fuel is ketones. Ketones comes from fat. Ketones burns like a gas stove in your house. So you can burn a gas stove and you don't really need to have the, the exhaust fan on unless you're cooking something in there that's smoking. If you have... A, a fireplace burning in your house with no chimney, you're going to die. And that's the way the body is. When you're burning the predominant amount of um, sugar-producing foods, then you're basically creating so much inflammation in your body on a chronic basis, then add heavy metals, then add chemicals, then add molds, and your body hasn't got a chance. Something's going to break down, and that's going to be your disease. Oh, there's just so much, so much um, information that we've been um, putting out today. Uh, knowledge is power. We really want people to come Wednesday night to see us from 6 to 7 at McCollum Family Chiropractic so that we can give you more information than we have today, help put this all together for you, for you personally, answer your questions, and hopefully get you to be interested in getting on a program to help your own health as well as that of your children and your family. Yeah, and we want to say thank you to KSCO again. Thanks, Billy, for helping us out. If you enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach.